Middle market banks are certainly large businesses in terms of assets and reach, though they don't look that way when compared to the industry's biggest players. Our guest is Danelle Faust from Accenture Interactive. She'll share a customer-centered strategy that can help middle market banks get around that big size gap. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. The COVID pandemic made clear that there are many advantages to having scale as a competitor in the banking industry. Our podcast this week offers a strategy for middle market banks to offset their relative lack of scale and still effectively compete against the biggest players. Danelle Faust, Managing Director at Accenture Interactive, thanks for making time for being with us on the podcast to share your ideas. Thanks, Terry. It's great to be here. Danelle, the size continuum in banking is certainly vast from the biggest money centers down to the tiniest niche credit unions, and there are thousands of institutions in between. So what does Accenture consider to be the middle market, and what sets this group apart from other players in the industry? Yeah, that's a great question, Terry. So typically, how we define middle market banks, middle market financial institutions, are in an asset range of about $100 billion or less. And so the last report I saw, if you think of bank size, like number 30, 32, 33, and what sets them apart is, honestly, their customer relationships. What middle market banks are really good at is creating that human touch with their clients. Typically, these banks were the, the local bank, the community bank, and they were able to build those one-to-one relationships through a banker and advisor. And they've been able to manifest themselves over time. And we think that that's really one of their strengths. As we see the light at the end of the tunnel from the COVID pandemic, you say middle market banks need to focus at what you call the business of experience. What do you mean by business of experience? And is this a thing that is somehow particularly well-suited to the middle market? First, let me start with what do we mean by business of experience? When we talk about experience, client experience, and in some cases also your associates or employee experience, we're meaning it's a summation of every interaction that you have from smallest to largest. It's everything. It's how you engage, sell, service and reward your customers. So that's what we mean by experience. And when we say you have to be in the business of experience, that's where we feel that that's how you set yourself apart. So a lot of times when you think about banking too, it's a commoditized marketplace. There's a sea of sameness. In order to extract yourself out of that sea of sameness, you have to different yourself. And we believe you do that through the experience that you have with your customers. What I think it's really important for middle market banks is being intentional about the experience that they're developing. So because their point of differentiation is really on those relationships that they've built with customers over time, you can't now all of a sudden just turn what was a human one-to-one relationship now into a digital environment. There's got to be an intentional and deliberate focus on how does that human interaction translate into the digital world so that what was your strength, which was the relationship and the humanity of that, the empathetic approach to dealing with your customers is now retained. Why is getting experiences right important now for middle market banks in particular? Is there a sense of urgency here that is something we can trace back to just the COVID pandemic? Or is the timing more complicated than that? I think it's a little bit more complicated than that, Terry, but I do think COVID certainly accelerated. 
before COVID, we were talking to many of our clients about digital transformation, about how do you continue to evolve and transform your businesses so you're meeting your customers where they're at. And a lot of our customers are moving to be digitally focused or digitally led. COVID just hit the gas. Before, if we were talking a three to five year time horizon, that definitely crunched down to one to two years. We worked with a, an issuer that I think they set up their PPP platform in two weeks when I would say normal time, that probably would have taken weeks or months. So clearly the sense of urgency has been impacted by COVID, but now our client expectations have changed. Think about a year ago, none of us would have been able to drive up to a Best Buy and we had already ordered our purchase. When we get there, we text. Somebody walks out, opens up our trunk, puts our purchase in the back, and then we drive off. Completely touchless transaction. That didn't exist 12, 14 months ago. The entire last year has completely transformed the way that we interact with many brands. You're certainly right that during the pandemic, and especially in those frantic early weeks, banks and credit unions on the whole showed just how fast they can move when they have to come up with new ways of working with their customers, new ways to keep their employees productive as well. I mean, really, they were quick on a number of fronts, but that can be organizationally exhausting. There's going to be a lot of temptation now, I would imagine, to try to slow things down or even go back to old habits, you know, the old ways of doing things. I'm thinking about this. Necessity is certainly the mother of invention. I think that's proven out over this last year for many industries and many organizations to use the same analogy, your foot on the pedal to continue to accelerate innovation. I think we've all seen what can be and what can happen, not only from an organization standpoint, but from a customer standpoint. There's this anticipation or again, sense of urgency to keep that same pace, but there is this fatigue. There's a careful balance of innovation for innovation's sake, or are we really listening to our customers are we understanding the needs that they want? And are we meeting those unmet needs effectively? I think the other point that I think is important to think about is I've heard many times when we go back to normal or when things return to normal. And I think that's one of the points that we're thinking about in this vein of business of experience is that what was normal isn't normal anymore. Like that same analogy of Best Buy, there's now a new expectation of what normal is. And so we need to keep on that same vein. And I think it's continuing to listen to customers, understanding what they want. Best Buy isn't gonna stop. I can't imagine that they would be stopping curbside service or many of the other organizations that have done curbside service or similar innovation. They're not gonna stop that because there is a certain customer segment that is thrilled with that opportunity. I would say the same for banks. Like another great analogy is many times you would go in for a private banker or a wealth advisor, you'd have to go into the branch and speak to that, or it was a phone call. Now there's video calls. It's just a different level of high touch that creates that one-to-one -one interaction and connection with your brand. And while moving fast meant doing business in a different way, I don't get much sense that it changed banks organizationally, that it changed how they think about their business structurally. I would think that middle market banks are no exception here. So how much of a challenge does this greater status quo represent in executing on the business of experience? And how can it be overcome? People were moving so fast. We had to make decisions pretty quickly when there really wasn't enough time to sit and say, okay, how are we going to completely restructure our organization in order to meet this new normal? I think it was a temporary fix to be able to move fast and meet the speed 
that was required at the time that this world was really turning upside down. I haven't seen, though, that banks have actually transformed for the long term to be able to organize around what it means to deliver on the business of experience. More specifically, what I mean by that is I still see a lot of organizations structured around products and services, so specific to meet those needs, but not around clients. And so what ends up happening then is we miss the humanity and empathy that we believe is now required as a result of COVID. We need to understand how our customers have been impacted by COVID, what their shifting needs are. A lot of people lost their jobs or their jobs changed. They had to become stay-at-home teachers. Those are completely different needs than this time last year. That's how it can be overcome. Honestly, in my experience, the most successful stories have been senior level support, clear client need, and frankly, energy behind an initiative. And that last part really is there's a change maker within the organization that's willing to drive this initiative forward. You call these banks middle market, but we're still talking about sizable companies, many of them, most of them having annual revenue measured in the billions. So they have resources to work with. What should their investment priorities be if they want to keep growing and thriving in this new banking reality? If I were speaking to a middle market bank and they asked me this question, I would tell them to focus on four areas, technology, customer data, services, and then integrated communications. And what I mean by each one of those is technology is really evaluate the technology infrastructure that you have. And are there opportunities to automate any of your functions or improve experiences based on customer interactions with your brand. So technology would be number one. Customer data is really leveraging the data that you have on your customers, plus advanced data intelligence, if you have that at your fingertips, to be able to drive those personalized, and we're not even saying personalized anymore because I think that word's overused, but personal experiences that are seamless across touch points. And I think a key point to data too is in a trusted manner. Rethinking those services that you're offering? Are they meeting your customer needs or are they just a product or service that you want to push out to the marketplace as an organization? Or is it really answering a client question? And then is it device agnostic? So when you think about experience, so it's not just a desktop experience or a mobile experience. We see a lot of people focusing on mobile right now. Let's just make sure that we're able to meet all of our customer needs. And then integrated, so integrated communication. So digitizing and orchestrating those communications across channels and touch points. And I think one of the key to that last point is the orchestration, understanding how each of those touch points connect to each other. And when I say touch points, that's not just a marketing function, that's service, that's sales, that's interactions in a physical location or in a digital location so that they're all connected to each other. Let's say you're the CMO or the chief experience officer at a middle market bank. And you have to choose one of these priority investments ahead of the others, the one that will have the most immediate impact and maybe the one that paves the way for the others. So which investment would that be and why? No disrespect to my friends that are in technology or services or communications. And I grew up in the communication side of experience. Frankly, my personal opinion is that it's hands down data. Because without data, there is no experience. You can design the most fantastic, whiz-bang, technology-driven experience in the land, but without data as the fuel to that experience, it falls apart. And then it just becomes generic. And so we talked a little bit before about being able to rise above the sea of sameness. Data is what's going to be able to enable you to do that. Okay, let's keep you in character. You're still the CMO or the CXO at this middle market bank. 
and you're looking out at this developing banking landscape. In addition to deciding on the investment priorities, what are some of the other questions you should be asking yourself now? So there's a few. Some of the questions I would say a CMO or CXO would ask her or himself is the first and foremost is, do we have a clear and distinct North Star vision? Do we have a purpose, a reason to be? Is it universally understood across the organization? Is everybody organized around this North Star vision and all decisions that are being made are laddering back up to that North Star to bring it to life? So that's question number one, because without the North Star, all everything else sort of gets lost and jumbled. The second, and I think most important, it goes back to my previous answer about data, is do we truly understand our customers? Are we trying to cast the widest net and meet everybody and try and be a jack of all trades and a master of none? Or do we truly understand the specific customer or prospect that we're trying to attract? And do we understand those needs at a, at a person level, at a segment level? And I wanted to make sure I clarified this. This is for customers like consumers, but then also businesses as well, because I know a lot of our middle market banks are also small business lenders as well. I think the third question I would ask is, have we considered the emotional impact and practical challenges that COVID-19 has really brought to the forefront? Do we understand our customers' behavioral changes and the reality of the experience that they're desiring right now? Danelle, you can stop being a CMO now and you can go back to your regular job as a strategist and as an advisor. Your middle market bank client wants to start down the road to improve their customer experiences. What's the first step? What do you tell them the first thing they need to do is? Well, first, I liked being a CMO for a minute. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. Um, I think it's, you know, my answer is going to be pretty simple and a little basic. But the first step that I would advise doing is taking an honest inventory of what currently is in place in your organization across people, process, and technology. And that evaluation needs to happen against the North Star. So that's one of your vectors. And then the other vector is the business outcomes that you're trying to achieve. The one point of caution I would have, and please resist this urge, is that there's a need to buy more technology. We shouldn't be buying technology just for technology's sake. And I know a lot of my partners may not like that answer, but really marketing, IT, and business need to work together to be able to identify any net new needed tech. Do that inventory first before you go out and buy new technology to try and meet an objective or an activity that is wanting to be done. Keeping in mind how the biggest banks out there have really consolidated their dominance during COVID, the pandemic has been a huge boon for the money center banks. So for the middle market banks, how much of what you're advocating with the business of experience is offense, you know, an opportunity in the market to grow and to be better, and how much of it is defense against those bigger competitors out there that are trying to take their customers and maybe that are even eyeing them as an acquisition given the consolidation that we're seeing in the industry? I'm a sucker for sports analogies, Terry. So thanks for the offense and defense question. I'm a big college football fan. And I would say in all honesty, I think it's a little bit of both offense and defense. I wouldn't wait though for it to be a defensive tactic. And that's why we're saying it's important for middle market banks to focus on the business of experience now. We saw in our research that even pre-pandemic that middle market banks were falling a little bit behind. They were being eclipsed by the large national players. So it's important to be able to focus on experience. And like we've been talking about as a common thread throughout many of these questions is that's how you're going to differentiate yourself from the next player. And we didn't touch on it specifically, but our competitive set is changing. It's not just the other bank that's on the other side of the street or down the block. We have other non-banks that are entering into the banking space. 
as we have larger players. And then we also have mergers that are happening too. So we're focusing on experience so that we can continue to meet our customers where they're at. But we shouldn't wait for it to be a defensive tactic because frankly, by then you've probably already lost the customer. And that's why we say you need to be in the business of experience. It's really in these tailored personal human interactions that you're building these longstanding relationships, they're going to last and persist over time. That's true. Not only is it the biggest banks on the other side of the ball, it's also some of the biggest companies in the world that are looking to move into financial services as well. So Danelle Faust, Managing Director at Accenture Interactive, thanks again for sharing the idea of the business of experience with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Terry, it's been a pleasure. Fun way to spend this afternoon. A few takeaways from Danelle Faust from Accenture Interactive on customer-focused opportunities that can help middle market banks compete. This is what Accenture calls the business of experience, and it extends to every interaction with the customer, including engagement, sales, and service to create differentiation in the marketplace. Experience in this context means truly understanding their customers and meeting them where they are, not only with products, but also shaping the digital approach in a way that establishes a lasting personal connection. The foundation of the business of experience has four sides, technology, customer data, services, and integrated communications. First among equals in Danelle's view is the data component. She says customer data, along with advanced data intelligence, is the fuel that powers the other three. Without it, any effort to derive personal insights and create a superior experience ends in a ho-hum result. And finally, she says the business of experience provides benefits for the middle market banks teams playing offense and also those defending against other banks, as well as non-banks shouldering their way into financial services. The tailored approach can be used to connect with new customers and drive growth, while also enhancing existing relationships to keep current customers happy and in the fold. Thanks for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please join us next time for another conversation on an important topic for the financial services industry.